welcome to the popular po- oh, he the got podcast. Out. <laughs> I farted. Seymour. I, I farted. I'm what? sorry. Yeah, we have to start over because Tyler farted. <laughs> welcome to the popular apocrypha podcast. I'm Riley. Tyler's pregnant and Nick's concerned. Well, concerned's not the right word for it. Confused. I don't want. I don't that like one, that, that, is, that is the right word. Yep, that one. <laughs> Amazed is the right word for what I am about Tyler's pregnancy. Um, to clarify, I farted. Call it food baby. The birthing process was a large ordeal. It lasted you, about three seconds. Could you imagine trying to fit a baby out your urethra? So right. today <laughs> we are going to talk about... You probably split uh, it wide open. We are going to talk about the picture of Dorian Gray. Right, I guess. <clears throat> this is episode... 68 okay if you want to you can find us also <laughs> on our socials wow what a segue at Pop-a-poc podcast what was that p-o-p-a-p-o-c podcast on twitter <laughs> and instagram weird you can also find us on our website if you'd like at www.popapoc.com Com, baby wow yeah wow and also at that website you can find links that send you to our socials also wow and if you want to go to our patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash p-o-p-a-p-o-c you can help sponsor us if you want money uh we like you <laughs> <laughs> are you good <laughs> Sorry, just the script here says yeah. sing song <laughs> advertisements. Oh, I got the wrong script. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, you got you got. I got next week's script. La- yeah, yeah, next next week's script. My, Let me get this week. Oh, see the one that I have was more like Gregorian, like Patreon.com slash p o p the p o c p o p a p o c. So when I was a kid. Um, I really like to listen to music, and my dad had this old only iPod. when you were a kid. Only when I still like listening to music. But let me just let me tell the story. <laughs> so my dad had this old iPod, this like the first generation iPod, yeah, that he had. He had just dumped all of his music on. Well, my dad had originally gotten a lot of his music off, like basically like pirate sites. Like he literally. Are like, you outing your dad? Yeah, I'm outing my dad as a pirate. My dad was the fir- the first internet pirate. Anyway, um, yeah, he, so he, but he like one of the things he had was just this collection of Gregorian chants. <laughs> and there was one one I like remember specifically. There was one weekend when I was super sick, and my dad was like, "You need to listen to some relaxing music." Here you go. Here's my iPod, and he just flips over to these Gregorian chants. He's like, "Fall asleep to this." I did, and I had the craziest nightmares. That you did, <laughs> just the craziest nightmares. Do you like, think the chants healed you? Probably. I was better the next day. The Lord was working <laughs> through that iPod. Also through your dreams, apparently. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> the devil was working through my dreams, <laughs> but God Himself was in that iPod. Um. So with Dorian Gray. Um, oh right. I kind of, uh, you know, listeners out there. Please let us know. Again, this is a podcast by the people for the people. Um, so if you like the fact that we've kind of been skipping the game, let us know if you like more of the, the content side of it. Um, but if you want the games to come back, please let us know. Personally, I kind of like the lack of a game because it gives us more time to talk about the characters. Um, so I'm going to do it for this episode, but maybe we'll do some games here and there. Maybe we won't. But how will Nick ever get to kiss me? I'll just sneak one one of these days. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, 
it's it's like you outed my intentions. <laughs> um, you got him. <laughs> Can't sneak one by us, buddy. Um, so we're gonna get so, right into it. So fireball. Uh, Dorian Gray is uh, our character for episode 68. Yay! Uh, Dorian Gray is from the book by Oscar Wilde called The Picture of Dorian Gray. Some fun facts about the book before we get started. It was originally published in a magazine back in 1890 as kind of like a little um, excerpt kind of um, like quick story kind of a thing. And even though the editor took out about 500 words from the original story without Oscar Wilde's knowledge before publishing, uh, the story still was met with massive shock and moral disgust from the Victorian populace. Um, The book version was then published in 1891, and kind of fun fact, and also not really fun because it's super sad and really awful, but the picture of Dorian Gray was eventually later used as evidence during Oscar Wilde's trial to convict him of homosexuality, um, which was a crime in England at the time. Um, Luckily, though, I mean, as lucky as you can be, I guess, the punishment for homosexuality in England at the time, in Victorian England, was two years of hard labor. Uh, actually, fun fact, I know this is going to really date this podcast, but April 26th, which is today. 1995. Um, no. The birth of our friends. I was born on not April 26th. <laughs> <laughs> You're a couple days off. Yeah, anyway, April 26th was actually the day, was the day that uh, Oscar Wilde was convicted. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So kind of weirdly topical. Um Wait, these are pre-recorded? No, we don't know. Weird. What? It's live. It's live. <laughs> it's every literally time you the to day it. of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the book itself centers around Dorian Gray, uh, a beautiful young man who is the muse for a guy named Basil Hallward, and his newfound inspiration to create art. Basil paints Dorian a portrait that he proclaims to be uh, his masterpiece work. Through Basil, Dorian meets an aristocrat named Lord Henry Wotton, who introduces Dorian to hedonism and that the only valuable things in life are beauty and the pursuit of sensual pleasures. Nice. Yeah. Dorian uh, Dorian is, uh, needless to say, pretty intrigued. Um, And now that he understands through his friend that beauty fades and doesn't last forever and it needs to be enjoyed while it's here, he wishes that he could stay young and beautiful forever while his portrait ages instead. We'll get back to that. So following the advice of his friend, Dorian decides to uh, pursue a young actress named Sybil Vane. Sybil falls for Dorian, but at the next play, uh, she is unable to perform well due to being too in love with Dorian to, in her words, fake loving someone on the stage. However, Dorian is aghast and embarrassed, so he tells Sybil after the performance that, hey, listen, um, you were really only beautiful because you could act well. Just letting you know. Whoa. And then he flat out dumps her. That's shallow. Yeah, real shallow. Uh, here's a crazy thing. Upon returning to his home, Dorian uh, notices that there's something kind of off about the painting. And when he looks at it, it now wears a cruel grin. Um, concerned and guilt-stricken, Dorian attempts to reconcile with Sybil only to discover soon afterwards she's committed suicide from a broken heart. Whoa. Dorian accepts that his life is now going down this path. So he decides to make the best of it by pursuing beauty and sensuality. So he takes the portrait, locks it away in his home, and proceeds to experiment with every conceivable indulgence and vice for the next 18 years. One night, though, Basil attempts to confront Dorian. Uh, Basil, his artist friend that originally painted the portrait, attempts to confront Dorian about his life of debauchery. And instead of denying the claims, Dorian just flat out shows Basil the portrait. The man in the portrait is old, withered, 
hideous and wrought with evidence of a life lived in vice. Basil beseeches Dorian to repent, but Dorian instead, enraged at the thought at the thought that Basil caused this fate, murders Basil, then blackmails his chemist friend into melting down the body, only for the chemist friend to then, out of guilt, kill himself later. There's a lot of killing themselves in this in this Yikes. book. Wow. Um, Dorian, however, at the guilt of all this, attempts to repent. Biden, uh, <laughs> this just a sleaze bag. Dorian attempts to repent by not taking advantage of a girl he meets, even though he very well could. Oh, that's nice um, of him. Yeah. Hoping that it will undo some of the damage that is seen in the portrait. But after he, you know, restrains himself and doesn't hurt this girl, um, he goes to the portrait to see what that good work has done to the image. And to his horror, the portrait has only grown more grotesque. Um, he realizes that his act of repentance was not a true act of repentance, but rather just another exercise in hedonism by experimenting with how it feels to repent, along with a deeper desire to just restore the beauty of the portrait, not actually be absolved of his crimes. So in a panic attempt to fully repent and absolve himself of his sins, Dorian takes a knife to the portrait in an attempt to destroy it, and along with it destroying the evidence of his life lived in vice. And in fact, he uses the same knife used to kill his friend Basil. Again, it's Victorian era, so they really like the romantic stuff. However, as he stabs the portrait, a cry can be heard by the servants in the house and by passersby on the street. Everyone on the street calls the police. The servants run into the room to check on their master. And upon entering the room, they only find an old, withered, and hideous man with a knife sticking out of his chest, collapsed at the foot of a massive portrait of the young and beautiful Dorian Gray. Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a wonderful book. <laughs> I might actually have to read this one now. It's great. Even though I, I mean, know how it's going to end. <laughs> it, it begs the question of, did Dorian actually stay young while the, pa- the portrait aged and became more vicious? Or, did, or was it all that he could see was that he was becoming internally more hideous and externally he still viewed himself as young and beautiful and such. So to answer that question, kind of the book is, is much longer than the, than the synopsis I gave um, with way more twists and turns and, and, you know, uh, Gothic discoveries of horror. But um, <clears throat> to answer your question, uh, the brother of Sybil uh, vows to kill Dorian for what he's done to his sister. And actually after Dorian kills um, oh shoot, I forgot his name. After Dorian kills Basil, uh, he goes to an opium den to try to kind of like, you know, uh, forget some of the guilt and, and all that stuff. And coincidentally, Sybil's brother is at that opium den, sees Dorian walk in and is like, hey, you made my sister kill, him, kill herself. I'm going to hurt you. And then he's like, no, there's no way I could be Dorian Gray because that was 18 years ago. And I don't look like him at all, right? Because he hasn't aged a day. Right. Okay. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Peace out. He leaves. And then the owner of the opium den is like, what are you doing, man? That was Dorian. He's like, no, it's not. And then she's like, yeah, he's been coming here for the past 18 years and he hasn't aged a day. And then he's like, oh, shoot. He's like Paul Rudd. Fun fact. The part of the reason that I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's because he's Ant-Man. He's going yeah. back in time. <laughs> right. um, I don't know. Avengers Endgame has probably come out by this point. So I I've don't. Already I don't seen it. Yeah. I don't know the spoilers or I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, I haven't seen it yet. 
All you that, haven't seen any of them yet. I know. <laughs> All that to say, um, I didn't include that part in the story, partially because it was a little bit of a sidetrack, but also, fun fact, uh, the <laughs> the brother commits to stalking Dorian, gets outside of his home, hides in a bush just in time for Dorian to have a hunting party, and someone accidentally shoots him. So then the brother just dies in a bush. It's a wonderful book. <laughs> Shoot. I gotta read this. I mean, so... Holy cow. There's a lot of accidental and like accidental death and suicide. Right. So I I wish I had known this information beforehand. Um there's a, a great series well it's not I mean it's pretty good on Netflix called Penny Dreadful, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it deals with a lot of the gothic and Victorian horrors um that are, are seen in literatures and whatnot. Like uh, Frankenstein, Van Helsing, all those guys. Um one of the characters is Dorian Gray, right? And so at watching that show, like they always talked about, oh, this is Dorian Gray, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's what's the point? It's just some dude who loves sex. But now there's so much more to it. Now it all makes sense. So it all comes full circle. With that being said, as with that being said, as far as Dorian Gray, if I'm being completely honest, and and I'm really biased, but I actually really really enjoy the presentation of the character and and his story. So in in similar ways to past characters that we've done, I think when we've had characters we've enjoyed, we've kind of reimagined them. And I think that's the only way really to effectively make Dorian Gray a little bit better. Well I mean we can make him a whole we can make him like a pastor. <laughs> I don't I, I I think the idea of Dorian Gray is really cool. Like, yeah. this, is, this is super chill, like, the idea that, that a guy with this painting that ages instead of him, like, it's a, like, it's a horcrux, yeah, essentially. It's, it's not just age, though. It's, like, the the painting has, like, like, and, and I don't know if the book specifically mentions this. It is a little bit of artistic freedom on my end, but, like, the painting has, you know, like, herpes and, like, opium scars and, because right. he's lived this life of... Like, no sin, no vice affects me. It just affects the portrait. Right. So, yeah, it's it's like the, the portrait is real messed yeah, up. Yeah, real ugly. And, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. Like, that's so cool to me. Like, that's such a cool idea. And, and I wish I could come up with something like that because that is just – that is awesome. Yeah. It also, and then he published it and then people just got mad about the homosexual stuff instead <laughs> of the cool story. Yeah, instead of the freaking, fact that it was freaking awesome. People are petty, man. Um, it also makes me wonder how many things from current media and current like fictions and, and fantasies are 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 derived kind of from that, you know, like Harry Potter and the Horcruxes, right? Um, Voldemort seals his soul into other things so that he doesn't age and can't be killed, right? Or I know there are other fantasies out there where, um, I mean, the whole idea of liches. Right, where your soul is sealed into another vessel, and as long as you, like, as as long as that vessel is, is contained in a safe space, they can't die or, or they won't they won't age or change, you know. And so, a lot of cool like there's so many cool things out there that could possibly have been like influenced by this. Yeah, like the Lich King in World of Warcraft. Oh my God, it's such a good game, guys. So, how are we going to change this character? <laughs> Tyre still has a subscription to World of Warcraft. Yeah, he doesn't nerd. No, I don't. What? 
I mean, I are you also a, a pirate? I don't. I don't currently play it. I think that honestly, so like like I was saying, reimaginings because I really enjoy the story of of the portrait of, or the picture of Dorian Gray. Right. Um, yes, Tyler, you're raising your hand <laughs> on a Tyler. verbal podcast. <laughs> um, have either of you seen the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I have. I have. I have. It's so, an interesting movie. That's the. Honestly, for me, the only real exposure that I've had to uh, Dorian Gray as a character. And in that film, he's very different from how you just described him. He's a lot more reserved. He's a lot more um, thoughtful and pragmatic. Not trustworthy. Not, you know, he's not virtuous by any means. But like... I think that that movie was trying to present monsters that have come to terms with their own powers, right? And kind of. some that don't, right? right? Yeah. 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 In a way. And he, he definitely is thrown in with, you know, with Frankenstein, with Dr. And Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, with the Invisible Man. Like, it's kind of these gothic yeah. horrors where it's not like, it's not the wolf man coming to get you or it's not the swamp thing coming to get you. It's like a, it's a general, it's a genuine philosophical thought of like, if you if you receive no consequences for what you do, what would you do? Right? Like, right, right. Like a thought experiment. Yeah. And, and I think the horror in it, the genuine Gothic horror is you, you'd probably do exactly what he does. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I I would say most people would, right? Like if if you had zero repercussions from anything you did. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Cause it won't affect you. It'll affect your painting. Right. Yeah. And in theory, if you never attack the painting, you go on forever and ever. Right. Yeah. But like what you do still affects the people around you. It also still affects you mentally. And internally. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. But uh, but, physically. But the people around you, it would affect them like at the forefront of that. Right. Like and then that would in turn come back to affect you. I, so I, think I don't. I, and I haven't read Dor- the, the picture of Dorian Gray. Um, but does, does he just pretty much immediately alienate himself from everyone around him? No. Oh no, no. See, that's fascinating to me. And I don't, and maybe without having read it, that makes me wonder about the, his close friends, you could probably say he does. Right. But I mean, most of his things that he does presumably are brothels and opium dens and like right parties and right so his close friends though or at least close friends as they're presented to us in the book basil and and uh lord uh voldemort lord farquaad not, not lord farquaad no Ooh, not farquaad but the the aristocrat lord henry lord henry lord henry farquaad mr farquaad <laughs> what i'd like to do with dorian gray the the take i'd like to go for him and if you guys have ideas or places where you would like to take this um i kind of want to make i know i know we're just coming off of marvel but i kind of want to make dorian gray at like a dc villain mm. or like or not even a dc villain but um i i do want to like lean into the the dark kind of and i almost want to make him like maybe he's a murderer who who like paints his victims and then like like captures them that way or 
or it's a new form of voodoo where he paints his victims and can kill them remotely using the the portrait system or um or you just go all campy and he just carries his portrait around like a shield and just <laughs> if you punch the portrait it doesn't hurt him or no, i don't know i mean <laughs> we just reverse it and anything that happens to the portrait doesn't happen to him so he just blocks bullets with his portrait. <laughs> or yeah. See, I was thinking more like ah, he's a vampire. Or is that too too easy? Is that the low hanging fruit? <laughs> Apparently that's the low hanging fruit. So screw me. <laughs> I know I know when I, when an idea is dumb because both of you just kinda stop and then we move on with something else. And so alright, let's okay. just let's just Nick, skip that. Walk and, us uh, through why it'd be cool to make him a vampire. I don't know, because vampires are cool. Especially when they sparkle. Yeah, but they already don't age. Exactly. So then we're just taking away the whole thing that makes him unique. Yeah. Fuck it. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) He doesn't age for this reason. Yeah, because he's a vampire with a picture of himself. (laughs) He's just a narcissistic vampire. Yeah, right. I mean, join the club. If you paint a picture of a vampire, does it still show up? Or is that only mirrors? (laughs) I think, I think you can paint pictures of him. Okay. I mean, we got lots of paintings of uh, Vlad the Impaler. I mean, there's... Tyler, Don't... what do you want? <laughs> so, here's the thought. Here's the thought. So, the, the premise is that, like, everything that he does uh, is reflected in the painting, right? Correct. Uh, what he eats, well, what, he, what he drinks, what he consumes, you know, drugs. and Right. Part, and, part ooh, of the thing, too, is... Like everything. And it's it, it might not be where you're wanting to go with it, but it's an interesting thought to have is... Um, which, by the way, if you're interested in the philosophical musings we're having during this episode, uh, we do that a heck ton in the post-shows. Not in the post-shows, in the, the uh, appendices that we uh, release on our patreon page so if you like the more philosophical side of things or the more analysis side of things rather than us just being us you can go there the posters are actually the opposite of that <laughs> yeah they're even worse no i'm just kidding like super um, not philosophical at but, all <laughs> but to talk about uh the idea behind the portrait is that dorian gray is pursuing a life of hedonism therefore all of his acts are already intrinsically self-serving and vice-like so that's what affects the portrait it'd be interesting to think if he did do virtuous acts what it would do to the portrait but he, he never does so that's kind of a for, for what you're saying though every vice-like thing he does does affect the portrait which is everything he does so what if it was the opposite where his portrait had to do everything for him to not be affected. So he just feeds his portrait alcohol and <laughs> shoots up his portrait. There with you go, buddy. His, his portrait has to ha- have like debaucherous sex and <laughs> and uh, or, or be involved. He takes his picture to the brothel, ladies. <laughs> please, <laughs> this is my picture. He's also Dorian. I just imagine a friggin' like like you just walk in and see Dorian Gray just slamming his picture on someone. <laughs> Uh, but maybe... no, not like no. Turn a little bit. <laughs> there, that's be- that's better. Or the opium den. He just like <laughs> puts the pipe up to the. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm imagining it's like Lars and the real girl. 
maybe we want to make this slightly more modernized. Maybe a little bit more. <gasps> makes he makes sense. a sex doll of himself. <gasps> well, I was gonna the go, sex doll of Dorian. I was Gray. gonna go kind of like oh, that. I hate that. Never a mind. Little, not quite that. I was gonna go more. Tyler, can you cut that out? <laughs> no. Nope. Um, Amplify it. <laughs> make it make it louder. Sex doll. <laughs> it leads <laughs> it leads into what I was gonna say really nicely because I was gonna say what if instead of a portrait in a frame. What if he has his likeness on a, uh, a body pillow? Oh my god! <laughs> the body We're like pillow the front pillow. The, the front side is like him fully dressed, and the back side is him tastefully nude. <laughs> and he, in order for him to be unaffected by the debaucherous life that he wants to pursue, he's got to wash it every once in a while. <laughs> no, nope, he needs to not wash it. Oh. He he needs to involve it in everything that with he does. Him. <laughs> everything that he does, it has to be involved. That's way too weeby, though. I feel. That's the point, Nick. <laughs> what if? So we're not going the dark and mysterious route. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what if? What if instead of a sex doll or a picture, what if it's like? I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I, I I like your idea, Tyler. Um. What if it's kind of like a little voodoo doll? That 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 I mean that instead of the portrait, maybe it's a little voodoo doll that uh, he has, and and he just he still has to care for it. Maybe it's got like a, a bit of a life of its own kind of thing. Wait, it's a tamagotchi. He, n- <laughs> the first tamagotchi. <laughs> We've done it, boys. You discovered the or- origins of tamagotchi. <laughs> I was so concerned about this, but now we know. Um, what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Um. No, so maybe it's it's like it's like a little doll that, that almost has a whole life of its own, but he has to end. But it takes on uh, the problems that come from his life, right? So if he shoots up, the doll now has track marks. If he's smoking opium, the doll is also high. Um, if he has mad debaucherous sex, the doll is having a good time. Like I don't know. I, think it's I love this idea, later. but I'd like to take it a kind of a different route. Okay. This also kind of gets philosophical, but um, uh, people's natures aren't, it, I, I would say, I would say that people's natures aren't just, you know, being wholly vicious. They're not just the Dorian Gray, right? They're also the other side. There's also virtue, compassion, uh, uh, loyalty. Like, there, there are still, even in, even, I, I would bet, uh, I without having read it, I would bet a hundred thousand dollars if i had well, that's it. a lot of money that if, if i don't have that much money but if i had it <laughs> million uh, dollars. a million dollars that i would bet my... i could find virtue somewhere that in enduring gray within the novel somewhere perhaps the beginning yeah i was gonna say probably pre pre-painting uh post-painting i could find i could find it somewhere i will i'm gonna shake your hand on that but no i'm not <laughs> All I'm saying is, so what if within Dorian Gray, the character that we are contriving uh, or modifying, what if this doll, this voodoo doll that you're describing that 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 has to that kind of has a life of its own is takes on his characteristics, you know, as far as like, you know, if he uses drugs or if he has sex or whatever, like it it impacts the doll like uh, visibly. But the doll is the side of Dorian Gray that is trying to be virtuous. The doll wants to escape from Dorian Gray to or 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 with Dor like or wherever Dorian Gray is, it, it has to be, right? 
So wherever he is, the doll is wanting to do the the good and right things. It's like a little Jiminy Cricket. But if, it, if the doll does, then Dorian Gray will be affected by whatever he's doing. All, the vicious thing. So Dorian is constantly trying to keep the doll I mean, from you, doing the good thing. So you could just plus doll. size it and make them twins that are affected by each other's eyes. <laughs> I like the little doll thing, though. <laughs> Ooh. The, the, but the twins, interesting, though. Uh, that literally makes it Dorian Gray is two people, though. Like, two, the yeah. way, I mean, that's fascinating. It's kind of a Jackal Hyde kind of thing. They're representative. And he's Dorian Gray because there's the black and the white. And they meet in the middle to make him. It's good and evil. They meet in the you middle. guys are not <laughs> being very supportive. Well, I'm just is this wondering. how you feel, Nick? I'm just oh, all the time, dude. Welcome to my house. Come uh, in. There's plenty of space for you too. You said twins, and I immediately thought two dudes. You all, you immediately assumed that it was a man. I mean, it's not really sexist because you're thinking of identical the twins. one man split into two. I mean, that's true. And that's then you true. would have to like assign Fair. the feminine side as either being the good side or the bad side. Ooh, don't like that. Yeah, no, no. Ooh, nope. Never mind. No. I like the doll. Yeah. I, I like the no, doll. No, but the twins is cool, too. It is. I, I like the doll. I like the twins. I I don't know. I But I like the idea that the vicious Dorian Gray, whether that's a twin or just the dude that has the doll, is trying to keep this other, the dollar or the other twin, from being virtuous. All right, we need, because to, we need then... to decide right now. Is it a dollar or is it a twin? Okay, pros, cons. I'm team doll. <laughs> if it's a doll, it has less agency in many ways. and, and... Correct, but also so does the paint. Yes, um, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Um, Thanks for raising your hand on a verbal podcast. You're again. welcome. Uh, what if it starts out as a twin and the more vicious Dorian becomes, like the more... <laughs> the more shrunken, shrunken the other twin gets. Oh, it would also be reversed. They're just, they're, they're competing for height. <laughs> I'm The nicer so the board. other twin gets, the smaller Dorian becomes. And then you can crush your twin. I'm on board with this. They both start out, so they have to have, so they both start out at medium height. Uh, eight feet tall. Wow. <laughs> They both start out at like five foot. Well, okay. And then as Dorian to move away from your talks of height, <laughs> I'm just thinking about you have one twin that's doing holy virtuous deeds. Yes. And only the evil twin is benefiting from it. And the evil twin is doing horrible things and it's hurting. the Like there it's there is no trade off. Not what I was saying, though. So I, I was saying that vicious Dorian would be. Uh, the vicious things that Vicious Dorian would do would actually end up affecting him unless he kept the other Dorian, the twin doll, um, from being virtuous. That's not what you're saying. We we never determined whether it's a twin or a doll. Still kind of like this, the body This pillow. is important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still... I'd also, I, it'd be funny to watch a body pillow trying to run around being a good person. I... I think that'd be funny. Uh, whatever. Well, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, I'm imagining, like, Dorian Gray as a as a dude, a very handsome dude. He's, and he's described as a beautiful young man. A, a beautiful young man. Um, and then in a glass box in his house, he has a little chibi Dorian Gray. <laughs> that kind of looks like a, a pop. One a of pop the head. Pop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Head's a little bit bigger. Eyes are big and, and just, just, just beady. And he's not happy. But Dorian Gray has to keep him from killing himself all the time. Or because he's tired of Dorian Gray's uh, silly choices on life. Or you have two Dorian Gray twins that are 
both evil and have to stop each other from doing the wrong things that are hurting the other person. So they're like selectively evil where only they can be evil. The other one needs to be good so that they aren't affected by their their choices. So Dorian A and Dorian B. Well, anything that Dorian A does is affecting Dorian B and Dorian B affects Dorian A. Right. So they have to actively stop each other. From being bad. From being bad because it won't hurt that person. It'll hurt the other, the other person. person. So there's... But they There's both uh, internally, intention. they both internally are still selfish and therefore still want themselves to do the vicious, gratifying, right. because whatever. That's where it continues to affect each other. Because if one of them decided to be selfless and help the other person because it's just the right thing to do, they would no longer be affected. But they never realize that. Ooh, hashtag deep, my, my dude. I really like that, honestly. <laughs> Nick just went... Uh. Hey, do we need to walk it back for you? No. Don't. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just give me like 30 seconds to wrap my head around this. Tyler will cut forward 30 seconds in time. Yeah, I'm just going to insert. I, I can do gener- generate silence 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, cool. So. <laughs> that was impressive. It was actually like about 30 seconds. This is. <laughs> we need an additional 30 seconds. No, 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 no. I dig it. But it's not dark enough. Uh, They're Kay. both dead. They're ghosts. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. I'm serious. They're ghosts. And they're both being vicious. And they're both Patrick Swayze. And they both really like pottery. <laughs> and they both try to inhabit Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. At the same time. <laughs> oh, no. They take turns just bumping into the body while they, and pushing the other person out so that they can okay. make pottery <laughs> with the lady. I'd like so to, weird. At this point, I wasn't intending this. I'd like to include pottery. Um, <sighs> but, no, what I was thinking of is, you know, the The, the, the vase trope. of Dorian Gray. The, the Ming vase <laughs> of Dorian Gray. <laughs> So what I was thinking is that, you know, the trope in horror films of like the creepy twins, right? Where they've like, they're, they're these dead twins or maybe, maybe they're not dead. The Shining. Most of the time they're dead, right? Like, yeah, like in The Shining where you've got these twins that are creepy, but in our case, in the Dorian case, the, the ghosts still have agency. They still are able to do things. And so they both want to terrorize people, but... If they do, it like, I don't know, maybe like scrubs out the other one out of existence. They like start to fade away, like, or something. I don't know. I just, I just wanted it to go darker for Nick, okay? Or they could just both be heroin addicts. I think they're already opioid addicts. Well, not an addict because it doesn't affect them that way. No. Oh, well. They just have fun. They're both, they're both opioid addicts. Because so it does affect be them because the opiates. other person doesn't. <laughs> so they're not addicts because yeah. they do it. Well, no, they receive all the it's less fun. all the benefits, not the bad. From from when they but do from it. one another, but from the other person. Yeah, they receive the, the, the bad other, from the other. The other yeah, person takes and the yeah. other person is so, also an addict. Like you would feel great if you were drinking. And you'd never have a hangover. The other person have the hangover. Oh, right. so it's like like when the person does the thing, like exactly at the time. So, so Dorian, both vicious. They're both evil. Whatever. Right. Um, Dorian uh, A. We really need to figure that out. Dorian A. Is sitting at home reading um, a book on satanic rituals. And it's Dorian and Lorian. 
and Lorian is off in is so a confusing. sex dungeon getting shot up with methamphetamine. And crazy suddenly, suddenly like Dorian, not Lorian, not not with the meth, uh, Dorian reading his book suddenly is tripping on meth. That's no. what you're saying. <laughs> Lorian, Lorian would trip. Lorian would trip. Dorian would receive any of the the infections that came with the dirty needle Ooh. or okay so you now got a blood a blood infection see maybe we're going too no i like this <laughs> I, no, I think you just i mean i'm on i get it like you just you made it made sense i i'm on board i'm not i'm not lost at all i i don't think what are your concerns for grief yeah what are your concerns i don't think it's dark enough <laughs> <laughs> me too uh i think it's a little silly what? i i how where what is the origin of this ability because that we can make dark we can make that in the story he wishes it and it happens no it's not has to be darker we can make it darker child sacrifice whoa (laughs) okay too far too far (laughs) child A a blood ritual and they speak to a demon a demon, maybe Monsieur Demon. Maybe but, oh, but the demon is played mom, by Whoopi Goldberg. I was gonna say Matt Damon, but <laughs> dang it, that's maybe so much their better. mom dialed in childbirth because their father made a deal with the devil to sacrifice their mom for the birth of the kids. That's darker. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm in a dark mood tonight. I'm I'm feeling it. I dig it. Okay. Uh, and as a result, the catch was they're intrinsically tied. The twins are tied to each other via demonic energy. Yeah. What if they're also both like? What if they both have it like? I don't know. Maybe like a terminal illness or something. I mean, it's dark in a different sense. I mean, I, I kind of like. I'm picturing. So, the 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 twins were born of a demonic ritual. Their mom died. Right. They're connected yeah. by demonic energy to each other. As a result. Uh, now it's becoming really supernatural vibes, and I don't like it anymore. I love it. No, uh, the mom oh, is, like supernatural the, the TV show, supernatural TV yeah, show. Uh, the, the mom is on the ceiling, suddenly bursts into flames, and the children are down below watching it happen. The dad comes in, swoops them, and pick, takes them out of the house. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that's that's how it goes. But but um, that's literally uh, the, dad the first did, episode. Of but the dad didn't make no. a, But the dad didn't make a deal with the demon. No, the I understand. Okay, well, all right, well, um. Okay. So maybe what is different is that unlike Supernatural, the the two kids, the two Dorians, are both evil. They're both inherently hedonistic and self-serving. However, they've both aged to about the age of 20, 25, and they can age no longer. However, okay. they can still experience all the um, ill-fated consequences of the other's actions sure yeah so i want them to have jobs that they hate i was see i was thinking more they they each use this in a dark way yeah um to to like further their plans while knowingly injuring the other like one of them decides that he's going to hunt down the holy men of the city right and kill them, and 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 in the in the in 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 the holy man's defense, they shoot back, they fight back, and get injured. But the first one, whoever's doing the attacking, Dorian A, 
It doesn't take uh, the Dorian. You can yes. just say Dorian because it's Dorian and Lorian. Yeah, right. Dorian doesn't take the injuries. Lorian does. So Dorian gets shot in the shoulder. Lorian goes down. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but yeah, all right, Kanye. Let's just had a thought. Okay. <clears throat> Perhaps the twins. Uh huh. Okay. They understand and were communicated with that this transaction has taken place, and that they're connected by demonic energy. And that the the bargain is, they don't age past twenty five. They've been given five hundred years of life, or whatever. And time. when when the deal ends, you both die, and retroactively in hell, you experience all the torments the other went through. Oh shoot! So then, right now, it's like you've got two people who are inherently self serving, who also Maybe at the beginning, like maybe it, for the first 200 years, we're like, well, whatever, Satan, like that's another 300 years away. Da, 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 da. And then by the time it gets closer, like, oh, shoot, like we got to stop. But the other person's like, I don't want to stop. So now they're like actively while also trying to F the other person over, trying to stop the other person. Mm-hmm. And so maybe... They at the end of like the four hundred years, they come to this like brotherly agreement of like, hey man, like just cut it out, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not that part. Maybe they stay wicked till the end, or maybe at the end they just get desperate and they just start like, I don't know, like punching themselves, try to hurt the other person. I, don't I was know. thinking it's a standoff where they like one guy like like they get tired of life or whatever, or they they get tired of, of this and. So, like, the one guy shoots, like, they, they shoot each other at the same time, and it kills both of them instantly. Wait, so they, in hell, they would go through whatever the other person went through, right? Mm-hmm. So they would want to, like, protect the other person. Yeah. Like, keep them from harming themselves. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the twist is, like, after after X amount of time, they realize, like, wait a minute. So what I'm imagining is these are the two most passive aggressive brothers <laughs> that you've ever seen in your life because they're like like on on like a, a on the outside it, it seems like they're like super loving and caring about each other and they just want the best for each other and man they just they just really want the other person to have a great life when really it has nothing to do with well, the they, other person in my head they understand the contract. Like right. They they know, right? That's what the I'm consequences. Saying. So I, I like this. <clears throat> However, what pits them against each other? We need something to happen that that pits them against each other. Well, why do they want the other person to suffer instead of like for that five hundred years defending each other? Maybe they and, don't. And, See, maybe they don't want the other person. That's to what suffer. I'm thinking. They they don't want the other person to suffer. What pits them against each other, as far as like they're the villain of each other, is that they. Like uh, Dorian still wants to be debaucherous and still wants to have all the opioids and well, all the sex. It's kind of like a modified trolley problem in a way, right? It's like all that's keeping you from doing the bad things is the person next to you and how much do you care about the person next to you? And that person also is like the only thing keeping them from doing bad things is how much they care about you. So now it's like a communicated, right? And like most people, I and there's been psychological studies on, on that kind of problem. Right. Um, but it's, it would be different if we make these characters inherently evil versus like just average people. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so they're not pitted against each other. Well, like, so, so walk, just walk me through this. Explain okay. like I'm five. So Dorian because wants I'm, to go smoke 
the marijuana. Right. Okay. Uh, Lorian. No, 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 no. Tell me. I need you to start from the beginning. Okay. Okay. When a mommy and a daddy love each other very <laughs> All right, much. Maybe not that far back. Go back. Like, <laughs> skip, skip, like, skip forward. Skip forward like, uh, okay. like a year. So during childbirth, you can see the. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the birthing process was going bad. Their parent, their dad decided to make a deal with the devil to solve it. Okay. Their mom was sacrificed in the process. Okay. They were born. I'm tracking. They got to about 25. Realized that they stopped aging, especially when they're when the like Satan visited them in their room. Right. Rooms. I don't imagine they'd be living together at Can 25. Can they have a buddy uh. demon? No. No. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know what you un- like. Stop. Don't understand about not dark enough. <laughs> <laughs> they. Satan comes, talks to him, explains the deal, uh-huh. and then leaves. Right. So now they have approximately however you want, however long you want to give them. Right. Five hundred years, years is fine. whatever. Five hundred years is good. That's um, good, good round number. To live the life that they want to live, fully knowing that your actions will cause the other to suffer. Right. But they, but you won't suffer. Not and then not immediately. Immediately. Either. Right. It's all down the line. Like mm. you you won't right. you won't take. These sufferings now, but in hell you will eternally live out the the other person's suffering. Is is what I'm gathering. So Dorian, let's say, begins. Uh, he's let's say he's well, really... especially too like psychologically. You know you're going to hell, right? Right. So what's like the you're point? F. Yeah. What's the point of, right. of 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 trying to be a decent human? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also, I feel like the whole coming from a deal with the demon might also possibly play play a part in their character, but whatever. He said coming. Oh, God. <laughs> so let's say, just as uh, one example, that Dorian gets really into uh, brothels and Lorian gets really into drugs. And they both know that the bad stuff, that Lorian knows that the bad stuff from the drugs is going to affect Dorian in, in, in hell. And Dorian knows that the bad stuff from the brothels, it, like STDs and such, are going to affect Lorian in hell. But they don't really care about how it affects the other person, only how the other person's actions affect them. Right. And that's how they're pitted against each other. Right. So each of them is living out the life that they want to live, knowing that it's going to affect the other. But wanting the other person to not do that. Right. So that's what pits them against each other. In exactly. Because quotes. neither of them are like, there, there was no event that actively turned them against each no, other. No, no. But they want to stop the other person from ru- from ruining their life in hell. Their I, afterlife. Yeah, yeah, right. From, from making it worse, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it, it's it's making sense now. It's it's so, clicking in my head. At one point, I think uh what one of them would resort to uh, at later on, like 300. Suppose that it's like a 500 year that's their window, then like 400 years in, maybe or maybe even 300, um you know, if this is like a portrayed in a movie, one of them would just decide, "Oh, I'm just going to lock them up. They can't die. So I'm just going to trap them." And keep them locked up in a in a coffin underground for forever until my life is over and then I'm good to go. They punch themselves in the coffin. <laughs> I I see I feel that the solitude would be more suffering than the than punching would be. Oh, and that's what the that's so Dorian locks Lorian in a in like a coffin underground. Yep. And Dorian doesn't realize that the suffering that Lorian is still undergoing is going to be like like so, Lorian's like totally chill. Lorian's just like down in a coffin underground, whatever. I would. Well, be I don't know if I'd be chill either. <laughs> I'd be pretty but, pissed. Well, but but the whole point is that the suffering of things 
is on the other person. So it wouldn't be on Lorien. It, it just, it wouldn't be. It, like any any potential suffering that would c- come from that event of being buried alive or whatever would be displaced. You almost, you almost be afraid to interact with the other person. Because like if you if you restrain right. them in any way, right? That that discomfort of of the restraint or or causing like will come and get you in the future. I'm imagining that this is like the at the very end of the movie that that Dorian decides to lock Lorian underground, right? What if and then at, he goes and then they both go to hell, and then it becomes known that like Dorian's suffering is all of that, and like but like you know it's hell, so like more, it's like tenfold or whatever. So like all that, all the solitude, all of the isolation, all of the feel, the just the, that feel of being buried alive for seventy five years or whatever. Maybe it's like because oh. also I'm thinking boredom, about like boredom for so long. <laughs> I'm thinking about you know in the scope of eternity as well, right? Like five hundred years to the eternity of that amplified right, suffering. Right. You can't. Maybe you, you can't. could make it where it's like they receive a thousand years of the suffering and then get sent to purgatory or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, at that, I don't, at that point, we're getting into the whole can souls be redeemed while still we, in hell? Uh, well, I mean, don't we, we don't have to, to make there. it. We don't have to make it philosophical. All I'm talking about is I'm trying to like <laughs> kind of deviate from the whole. I, I, there's an eternity to this thing you're doing. Right. The other what, person. What if? What if it's? I understand. It's your suffering will be paid back, or their suffering will be paid back to you tenfold, and then you will be reborn. Reborn. So like. Like, it's a time loop. Like the cycle starts over. It's like a time they're, loop. They're again given five hundred years, and then they're then their experience. They'll, they'll Do be they remember the last five hundred oh, yeah. years? Yeah. So like twenty. Well, they would eventually reach Zen. They would never do yeah. anything. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if they do. Maybe I, I think it just loops. Is this the definition they, of yin and yang? Maybe the dad thinks that he's making a uh, deal no. with a, a demon. Probably not. When <laughs> really it's not a like a demon. It's just whatever. time. Father time. Yep. <laughs> That's and baby new year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we if we're looking to put a, f- a finality on it, like I kind of want to leave it open ended. Like they go to hell and it sucks, and that's, that's the end. <laughs> that's it. I, I feel like that would be any experience in hell. I like, could be I, wrong. I don't. I don't really want to talk about whether or not there's a potential to be reborn or redeemed or anything. Okay. Well, it, they, it doesn't have to be philosophical. They, this is our told, world. We can do whatever the they're we want told with it. by the the demon creature, whatever that your Anti-shaggy. suffering will be. Your suffering in hell will be, be their suffering in life uh, a, a hundred times over. And it's left at that. Just up to your imagination, whatever that means. And and then and that's how we get the whole trying to protect each other, trying to stop each other, trying to lock each other underground, whatever. It cuts, you know, at the end to uh, the, their suffering, and that's it. But it's got to be less cheesy than the supernatural hell because that oh, one's cheesy as hell. That one's yeah, it's the, awful. I don't want to draw comparisons. To supernatural. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from yeah, that. You could have just not said that. Well, and I mean, we wouldn't. St- I yep. So something that happens in in the portrait of or the picture of Dorian Gray. Um. There is never, if I remember correctly, there is never a direct attempt made on Dorian's life. Like there's no, there's no evidence to say that an attack on Dorian, like a physical harm, happens to the portrait. Right. Everything in the portrait is purely representative of vice and sin and all yeah. this stuff, right? This well, like degradation of more moral character. Yeah, and. It'd be interesting to note if the twins, right, if if in the deal they're never told that, 
right? If if they also if there's that question of will physical harm kill me? Yeah, can I can I be killed or kill the other person? Or or yeah, that's interesting. What if the only way to kill them is if their dad, who's still alive, also kills them? Is dad immortal as well? Not immortal. It's the okay, same. Blessed with same, long life. Yeah, the, it's the same time frame. Five hundred years. Or he's brought back ju- at the end of the five hundred years because that's what he has to pay. He oh, has killing to pay his sons killing that his were sons. meant to die. He comes like he's like he's like he he's he's brought back <laughs> to life. There we go. He's brought back to life, and that's that's his his payment is having to go and hunt his sons oh, and the, kill them. The Gray family. But, I kind of almost at that point don't even want to know if their suffering in hell ends up being what was promised. Like again, thinking of this as like a film, right? Um, that the end is the father hunts them down and kills them and then he dies. That's the like when once he kills both of them, he dies again. And that's it. Well that would beg the I, I guess for whatever reason in my head this is all playing out as a movie too. But um I mean that begs the question like does shooting um does shooting Lorian kill Dorian or does shooting Lorian kill Lorian? Uh neither. N- neither n- they can't be killed. They can't be killed. Well, I mean, when Dad comes back and is in his, in his he can kill them. how does he kill them then? Uh, like I assume he just he, shoot, shoot, he chases them with a gun. <laughs> has to well, strangle it, them. Oh, okay. has to physically. Uh, you know, maybe the dad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the only way that Dorian can. So the only way they can kill the other person mm-hmm. is by you actually killing the other person, but it will also kill you. So they're inextricably linked. Yep. So they're not going to do that unless some weird thing happens where they want to die, which could happen, theoretically. Maybe they've reached psychologically the end of their rope. Oh, Lorian, locked in underground, kills himself. He finds a way somehow. Just eats the coffin. I mean, there's a lack of oxygen underground. (laughs) Wait, you said they, if they kill the other person, then the other person dies and they die. So, yeah. okay, so that wouldn't work. So Lorian finds a way to get Dorian to kill him. And then that kills the other. And that kills Dorian as well. Because it's like, in a way, you killing the other person is also killing yourself. Like, no harm that befalls the other person outside of their own, like, volition right. is going to kill them. Right. Right? At, at I that mean, point, I really do kind of want to, it to be what Nick said about the whole, like, standoff with them both, like, shooting, like, pointing at <laughs> each other. Just shoot shoot each other. That was a long time I kind ago. of do want that to be the case now. Yeah, or, or like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I feel we've created characters that are, are difficult to, not justify, but, like, come up with, with something that makes sense or, or something that, that feels like a logical end, Right. Because we've come up with two characters that they're, well, a character, I don't, I don't know how you want to classify it, but characters that, like, their debauchery and, and their horrible acts aren't paid off on them, right? Right. And so they're not going to care about their acts. Right. However, they don't, it doesn't affect them currently, it'll affect them in the future. So... Well, it'll affect the other person. Well, it'll affect the, the affect, affect the other in the future. Um, so they both know that they're going to hell and they're both going to experience this. Um, and if, if, if we make it so that the hell lasts for eternity, 
then what does it matter if the other person screws me over? They make it a competition. Yeah, how, yeah. how badly can I screw can over your be, hell? Who can be the worst? <laughs> um, however, if we make it finite in some way, that begs different questions and 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 gives weird philosophical meanings to I things. I think I think the hell is presumed to be an eternity and I I'm I actually kind of am on board with the whole it eventually at least be, does become a competition of like who can make the worst for the other because they know that they are going to get they're it, it's hell, right? Like they're gonna, it's going to be horrible no matter what. So why not try to outdo each other? Yeah. Like what I mean, what else do they have? So to what to, else do they have to live for? I I to kind of end uh, end the whole like not our discussion, but to end the whole movie or trope or whatever, sure. right? Because Dorian Gray, the, the the picture of Dorian Gray ends with the gothic horror of realizing that in killing the portrait, he killed himself. Sure, right, and and like restored the portrait to its beauty, and ultimately he did what he wanted to do, but at the cost of his own life, right? I think the the in air quotes gothic horror of this tale is that the ultimate um like in in terms of um harming oneself right and this is really really dark so you know warnings i guess mm-hmm. um but killing oneself right to like hurt the other like to cause the right, death of the right. other would in normal circumstances be the darkest thing right but this is in this context almost the kind of ultimate mercy because you end the other person from experiencing your continual like suffering or whatever sure so they will never do that they would never like because they right. would never allow that other person right right that thing right because because death would like stop the cycle right so they're never gonna do that for the other person Right. I don't know, like if, I'm just if we're trying to bring the gothic horror back in, right, 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 like they, they like because the road they're going down, which is kind of like with Dorian Gray, the road they're going down, like for him, the end was ultimate beauty. The thing that would live on is the portrait because the portrait can't experience emotional and psychological damage that you're doing to yourself, right? So that's the path you chose to go down. These two twins, the path they're choosing to go down. Right, the the end would be killing the other person, basically to stop them from hurting you, and that's where they're going. When really, if you just went the other way and decided to be truly virtuous for the sake of being virtuous, you would end all this. Right, but right. that's not the path they picked. So, yep. right, that's the horror of it. Is if you just saw the other path, mm-hmm. but you're never going to see the other path because that's not right. Because that's not how they work. That's not what they're striving for. And through their own despising of the other person for their future suffering, continue to harm themselves in certain ways uh, and refuse to end the cycle because they want to inflict more suffering on each other instead of working virtuously together in ways that would minimize suffering and, and stop the injury. Okay. On a different note, uh, I think that Dorian should be obsessed with plastic surgery <laughs> and Lorian should be obsessed with um, YouTube makeup tutorials. Why? I don't think those are on the same plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
as far down the line of obsession as one can be with either of those things. Like addictions. Yeah, full on. I mean, if you know, if you if you want to make it silly, you can just give them my strange addictions and have Dorian eat bra foam and well, have Lorian eat. I was going for the whole like. There's so many of them eating things. I, I was trying to go with the whole pica. obsessed with beauty thing, and those are what I thought of. If you yeah, you fair. tell me a different way to be obsessed with beauty, and one of them can have that that you I, like better. Fitness. One of them wants to be jacked. Uh, one of them's uh, so Dorian's obsessed with plastic surgery, and Lorian uh, takes tons of steroids because <laughs> that will make them beautiful. Will it though? No, I didn't think so. It'll make them have tiny babies. Probably because you gotta <laughs> gotta get that tissue from somewhere. <laughs> So obviously they take it straight from your penis. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think these characters are cool. I think they're neat. Um, I, I think they're maybe I, <laughs> the, the twins' names are Dory and Gray, since Dory and Gray. Yeah, but that, that's one of those like little clues that you leave in, like to the audience. To the like, audience. Hey, guess what this is about? Yeah. Like it, this is alluding to this thing. Is that what we is that what we sound like, Tyler? So that's how I sound all the time. Uh, okay. La- last question: What is Dorian's primary vice and Lorian's, or in Gray's primary vice? <laughs> uh, Dorian Gray. Uh, or actually, audience, what do you want to name him? What cool names do you want to give him? Riley and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta. They, there's still gotta be the gray in there. So maybe Rye Gray and Tiger. <laughs> Tiger sounds like Tiger. Yeah, I'm awesome. Nick, how how long is your contract with the podcast? Um, well, I've got another three weeks. So oh, okay. kiss my well, nuts. Your renewal will be denied. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably coming up on about a year. I mean, we also didn't talk at all about what they look like. Not that we always need to. And they're beautiful young men. But yeah, that's all we need to know. So imagine. Okay. Okay. Whatever we'll, you think of is so a beautiful young pause, man. Pause. Okay pause. I want to know their primary vices. We'll come back to who plays them in the movie. Ooh, okay. 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 Casting them. Awesome. Um, primary vice of Dorian uh, or Dory or whatever. Uh, D. Uh, uh, drugs. 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 What kind of drugs? All of them. Okay. And I mean all of them. Heroin is probably his go-to Oxycontin, though. Oxycontin. Uh, oh, I, he's a pill popper. Ibuprofen. I methamphetamine. Like, I mean, I, I think he, we should stick with. He's he's a prescription drug. Prescription. Okay. Okay. So Dory is a prescription drug abuser. Like that's his like primary vice. Yeah. Xanax, I mean, they all do. Adderall. They all do everything, but like. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about gray? Yeah. I mean, gray. Nymphomaniac. You said it. <laughs> I, look <laughs> although there's arguably like nymphomaniac as a term describes more than just an obsession like from, well, it's a, a, from a mental disorder it's an addiction to sex or sexual pleasure rather than viciously choosing it fair that's what that's what i'm trying to say fair so so something a vice not an addiction uh Maybe I mean they might be choosing to be addicted, but like all all the really really risky bad sexual things like autoerotic like, asphyxiation, not furry. like not wearing a condom, Tyler, like <laughs> cod, like using giant bad dragon dildos. Hey, go check out Brad Dragon. Brad Bonnie. Dragon. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my uh, furry name on on Twitter and Instagram. 
Why do we have to do this every time? <laughs> Brad Dragon. That somebody already has that. I'm sure it's I, out there somewhere. Sure. Stop! <laughs> you don't want to talk about my bad No, dragon. I don't. Um, uh, he's obsessed with, with risky sexual behavior. We can just leave it at that. What if, we know, can just leave it at that. Like not wearing a condom? What does that mean? Um, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean a lot of different things, and we are not sex ed professionals. Limited to your imagination. Well, okay. Well, then he's risky sex. Risky sex. Yep, no condoms is involved. Sometimes. All right. Uh, who plays him? Them? Gray. Either of them. Beautiful young men. And Dory. Um. One needs to be Gerard Dory. Butler, and the other no, one needs to be. Not he's not a beautiful young man. Not particularly young. Russell Crowe. Also not particularly. Who's young. the guy that plays? Oh, I don't remember his name, but he's the he's a smart dude in Criminal Minds. No, oh, Grayson, um... No idea. Grayson something. I know who you're talking about. He's got the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves um, him. They're both played by Paul Rudd. <laughs> no. That'd be the worst movie ever. What? Okay, fine. How about this? Uh, Zach Galifianakis <laughs> and uh, Jet Li. Are you making a mockery of this podcast? <laughs> no, we do that on our own. No, we don't I'm, need to try. I'm, I'm making fun of Nick Bite for me. bashing my suggestions. What if we pull the boys from uh, Supernatural? No. Okay, that would be really funny. <laughs> no. That would be really They're so meme. That would be Memes. really funny. Um, uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are their names. Well, wow, that's impressive. Um, I I've, I watched that show. I've also it's watched that show. show. I don't remember. I don't know their names as actors. I'm caught up to what's on Netflix, which oh, is I, 14 seasons. I stopped at season five because it just got repetitive. You have no idea. <laughs> like, really? You have no idea. Um, uh, beautiful men. Um, Zachary Levi. We always fall down to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no, no. Zachary Levi and um, uh, who played? We could do the Hemsworth brothers. Uh, Colin Dylan Sprouse. Oh, Hemsworth. <laughs> Colin yes. Dylan Sprouse. Um, 100%. No. Yes. No. Yes. I'm vetoing your yes. The Why? Because it's wrong. The Why? Hemsworth brothers are it's not It's so wrong. Why? They're too young. And no, also, they're, they're not older than us. About this time, they're. Gonna I understand, be about, about but age. they're. They don't. They don't have the tinge of like you could probably be bad. You have not seen Riverdale. No, you're right. I have not. Boom. I. I'm on board. I do like the Hemsworth brothers. I think that's a good one. There's a pretty significant, obvious age difference between makeup's them. amazing. That's true. So that that'd probably work out, but. Um, there's two actors that look similar. So Zachary Levi and there's another dude. Was did Zachary Levi play Chuck? Was that him? I I don't know. It's two dudes that look fairly similar that I'm trying to think of. Um, oh no, I I'm dumb. Um, Zachary Levi and uh, what is his name? Um, A Quiet Place, uh, The Office. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jim. Um. Uh, Albert. Uh, yeah, the actor. Um. Um. John. Starts with a G. Krasinski. Yep, that's it. John Krasinski and Zachary Levi. They both look close enough to be brothers. They're both young enough, and they're both beautiful men. I can that's see it. That's fair. And John Krasinski is a wonderful actor. He is. He's fantastic. fantastic. He, he would he would really take a hold of that role. Yeah, I think he would kill it. Okay. I'm okay. super on board with yeah, that. I like, I like those. that. All right. I, think, I think that's where we're settling. Boom. All right. Dory and Gray. Dory and Gray. I mean, we could have gone darker, but we didn't. I'm not mad. I, I like it. I like it a I lot. I like it. I think it's I think it's neat. I think it's an idea that that hasn't been done. Do do you want Nick and I to help you rap, Riley? No, I don't. I don't want that. 
We never talked about emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've anyway, for that for my... thanks for listening. I'm super, super excited to uh, have you guys pop back in for next week. Nick's pretty excited about it. I'm actually, I'm. <sighs> We're not trying to hype up the next episode, but Nick, go ahead and give a little five second hype up for the next episode. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of research for this one. <laughs> like it's, it's going to be more than just me making sex jokes the whole time. So, uh, Whoa. Should, I know it's surprising, isn't it? Oh, I'm gonna man. actually try to like, contribute some content to our media. That's a big. Promise. I will for sure tune in. Yeah, please do. I would hope you would be here. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just gonna be me talking to a microphone, and I don't know what's more demeaning to me. <laughs> well. You've heard it here. Next week is going to be uh, an event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, stop. Sorry. God. <laughs> this has been uh, Picture of Dorian Gray reimagined. Uh, once again, guys, we really love to hear from you and love to hear um, what kind of content you want in our episodes. If you really like the games, if you don't, um, if you have... Uh, suggestions for how we should change the characters further or if we didn't do it the right way we've had uh, a couple people reach out to us and and uh tell us that we went the wrong yeah, that, way that we're super wrong and <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest with you i love that because what that means is um you guys are engaging with with the characters and you have your own opinions and honestly like the way i've always pictured this podcast from day one is a couple of buddies meet up after the movie they just saw or the book they just read uh, grab a couple of like beers to drink and just like talk about how it could have been better and what they liked. And that's our audience getting involved with the exact same thing. And uh, as a metaphor, joining us at the table. So um, really, really appreciate you guys getting involved in that way and continue to do that, please. Once again, if you want to reach us on our socials, it's at Papa Pock podcast, P O P A P O C podcast. If you want to reach us directly at our website, www.popapoc.com. And guys, if you want to go the whole nine yards and support us on Patreon, um, that would be incredible. Uh, we don't deserve it, um, but it'd be cool. And we do have some really cool content over there as a thank you. Yeah, we do. Um, we have our post shows, which are not, as I described, the philosophical uh, <laughs> talks about things. Uh, that's just us shooting the breeze after episodes and kind of talking about what else is going on in our lives and, and, and just random musings, I guess. The appendices, uh, which are released about once a month, um, probably more often if, if we get a lot of interest in them. But um, they're us talking about the the deeper themes of character development and character analysis. Um, the two episodes we currently have up in the appendices right now are, um, you know, looking at what the difference between a hero or a villain and a henchman are um, in terms of what that that. Uh, separation is and then our second episode is uh, along those same lines looking at what an anti-hero and an anti-villain are um, kind of how those play into the spectrum of things that one's a very good episode Uh, if you want to give those a listen really appreciate it Um, really appreciate all your support and guys just uh, you know go read some Oscar Wilde it's a pretty cool dude you guys have any closing statements come back next week please Gotta get that tissue from somewhere. So obviously they take it straight from their penis.